The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. Okay, so I know that it's not, 2020 is not over yet. I know a lot of us wish that it was over, (laughs) and there's just a lot of craziness that we've been through this year, and I want to take like an early year evaluation for myself for literary symmetry and kind of talk through some things that I've learned to do this year. And my reason for doing this is to remind myself when I feel like I haven't done anything in all of this craziness, but also for you to understand that it's good to celebrate things that maybe don't seem like you should celebrate. Maybe they seem too small and you feel like it's not a big deal. And so I want to tell you that it is a big deal, and I'm going to tell you about some of my victories that I've had this year uh, in spite of all of the craziness. (laughs) Um, And so I want to—I actually made a list, which is called 2020 Self-Evaluation, because I don't have a boss. I'm my own boss. And if I had a boss, I would want them to do an evaluation, just like I do an evaluation with— uh, the people who work for Literary Symmetry, and I'll, you know, be like, here, here's the, a promotion or whatever else. I mean, mostly it's Maria right now, and last year she got pr- promoted to assistant director, which was cool, and I feel like, uh, you know, she definitely has some things to celebrate this year as well, which I will not talk about in this video because this is a self-evaluation, and I'm going to do her evaluation privately, <laughs> as it should be. So don't worry, Maria, if you're watching this slash listening to this. So 2020 has been, yeah, pretty insane. Uh, I had to, like, try to figure out a way to survive while my husband, who is a painter, um, wasn't able to work for months because the government shut down non-essential places. And I know a lot of you felt that, and you were like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I also don't know what to do. So I thought you know, I'll try doing a a webinar based on this book that Maria and I wrote. And it went okay. I think we had like 33 people attend. I spent $30 on Facebook ads, and I got one long-term client out of it. And because of that client, I was able to pay like uh, our electricity bill one month during all the craziness. So I was excited about that. And also I ended up creating a long-lasting relationship with this client And I'm going to be working with her on other things, too, and I'm really excited about that. So, uh, you know, 
listen, I know that a lot of times people try things for the first time and they fail, but it doesn't always happen that way. And also you don't know what you can do until you try something new. So I learned how to use Facebook Live. I learned how to use like uh, Zoom and Facebook Live together and be able to patch Maria in and talk to people and answer questions. It was just this whole crazy thing. But I was able to have some, I was able to contribute some income to my family, uh, which was great. So I'm going to count that as a win. Also, I just did a bunch of math. And um, so a lot of these sales also include a book that I wrote with Maria, but not all of them do. However, I'm just going to tell you the grand total because I didn't feel like separating it out. It was too much work. So, so far this year, I have sold 2,297 digital books. That's great. I've never sold that many books before. So that's another win. And uh, also the revamped version of Write the Perfect Read the Fiction Edition is awesome. I'm super proud of it. It's helped a lot of writers and um, it inspired me to do something else that I had never done before, which was uh, create a new course, create a course, because I had never created a course. And so I created Write This Way, which is uh, the subtitle of that is 10 Years of Writing Experience in Six Easy Lessons, where I actually teach the person who gets the course, or uh, maybe you if you want the course, how to... Stop doing the six things that identify you as a newbie writer that readers hate because I got into this crazy thing where I was reading a bunch of indie novels. I read 50 indie novels in one month, which was insane. And uh, I started to recognize different patterns. So I pushed myself to create a course. I also learned a new software. I learned how to use Affinity Publisher, which I will review at some point. Um, if you don't know what the Affinity Serif softwares are, they're like what Adobe makes, except you buy them one time and you don't have to pay for them again and you get updates. So I decided because they had a sale uh, during COVID to help creative people who were stuck at home, I bought Publisher, Affinity Publisher and Affinity uh, Design, which is like uh which is like Illustrator in the Adobe suite. I already had a um, Affinity Photo, which I still use every single day. I love it. And it's great for graphic design. But if you're like, Kristen, I just want something that's easy to use. I don't have to pay a bunch of money for. I highly, highly recommend the Affinity products. Affinity Publisher, the only thing I wish it could do that it doesn't do is I wish that it could create an ebook from the file the way that um, Adobe InDesign does. It currently does not, so I still use Scrivener for my digital books, um, but I really love the way that Affinity Publisher makes my book. I mean, it, it's so nice, I can customize everything. And the great thing is, if you understand how to use any of the three Affinity softwares, you understand how to use them all because they're set up in the exact same way, which is nothing like what Adobe does. And there's all these, there's like a steep learning curve for each new software you use inside of Adobe. I am, I'll admit, using Adobe Audition right now to record my podcast. I still haven't found anything free that's better than what it can do. And for a lot of you who are like, well, VLC is better. No way. It is not better. It's worth paying $30 a month to Adobe to be able to use uh the Adobe Edition, but you know, um, I don't think that this is in line with anything that Affinity would do because they do all visual everything. But if they wanted to create a 
uh, a software that works like Adobe Audition, I would definitely buy it. And so that was something new that I learned. I learned how to use a new software, and I absolutely love it. That's how I created the Write This Way book and workbook, and I made a workbook for the first time this year, and it's great, and it's actually going to help a lot of authors understand how to avoid doing the things I wish I had known about when I first started writing. So, you know, that was, I created a course, I created a book and a workbook for that course, I learned a new software, and then I learned how to use ClickFunnels in 30 days through this crazy challenge called the One Funnel Away Challenge. If you're interested in learning how to set up an, a website that will actually sell the things that you want to sell, I would highly recommend signing up for One Funnel Away. Um, one Funnel, it's OFAChallenge.com. But I can give you my affiliate link if you are interested because it was a great. My funnel is still not converting, but I, I don't blame ClickFunnels at all. I think there's something wrong with my headlines. And uh, when I get back from this trip I'm taking, which I am going on my trip because Travis tested negative for COVID-19, thank, thankfully, it was such a huge relief. Um, we are going to go on the trip. And when I get back from that, I'll probably work on <laughs> all trying to figure out how to make my funnel function because I'm paying $97 a month to use ClickFunnels. And I'd like to at least see it cover itself. I know that my products and my courses are great. And I just have to figure out how to get those funnels and the ads to convert. So that's something that I will be working on toward the end of this year and into the new year. The next thing on my list is I got my copy editing certificate. You can see it right there behind me. Or if you're listening, it's behind me. You'll just have to trust me on that one. Because I got it in June, which was obviously a crazy time because I had to like finish helping my kids learn how to do this weird new remote learning thing that the teachers were learning to do themselves while I was taking my last class for my copy editing certificate and editing my course manuscript, which was really intense. And so I became a certified copy editor, which means I'm a professional editor because I can do certify I can do copy editing, developmental editing, aka novel coaching, and I can also proofread. So I can do all the different kinds of editing that uh, authors actually need, which doesn't cover acquisition editing. That's not, I don't, that has to do with traditional publishing. That's something different. That's like picking books for the publisher to publish. I don't do that. But I've learned how to do every kind of editing. I've learned how to uh, format paperback books, obviously in Affinity Publisher. So I can do any part of the indie book publishing process now. The last thing that I'm trying to refine and I'm doing all kinds of experiments is marketing. So I'm working on that. I have like uh, two books that I'm reading. I have a course that I'm taking toward the end of this year because I want to be up to date on that. I found some tricks personally that work and I'm going to use those for my clients. I'm not just going to put those out into the world because I spent a lot of time and money testing these things. Um, and I'll, I'll probably include a course for marketing in the Academy of Storytelling as I get that up and running. But first, I have a lot more testing to do. And to me, the most exciting thing that happened this year, and when I'm looking at my career as an editor, as a writer, is I feel like I finally found my voice. And the reason that I found it uh, is because of this podcast. So if you're one of the people who listens to the podcast, thank you so much for supporting me by listening. 
Thank you for caring about writing so much that you would listen to this podcast. Thank you for being passionate about storytelling. Uh, I mean, we're just kindred spirits, and I appreciate you so much. And I feel like 2021 is going to be a great year for me. I'm going through these different um, things to try to really laser focus my voice and my passion so that I can do the things I want to do, which... I, I do love copy editing. I will continue to do that. But I like to focus more on developmental editing because that has to do with storytelling, and that's my absolute favorite. So if you're looking for a developmental editor, I'd love to work with you. Uh, also, I will continue to mentor people through the supporting writing, uh, supporting beginning writing, beginning writers group on Facebook. That has been such a huge joy in my life. And the cool thing is that now I have a system to where someone comes to me, I go through their first five pages, I say, you do this, this, and this. I can plug them into uh, this podcast or I can plug them into story filters or write this way. And I see their writing change immediately. Like, And I've gotten so many notes from them that are like, this really helped me figure this out. I want to tell you something that might be hard for you to hear because I've noticed something that a lot of writers don't think they need story filters. They think they know what they're going to learn inside of that audiobook, which is free, by the way. Uh, and they don't because when they actually go through it, they're like, oh, this is shocking that I didn't understand this before. Yes, that's how I felt when I had the realization that led to the creation of story filters. And that's why I wrote it for you. That's why I created a free course where you can learn to stop doing the one thing that readers hate. And so if you're like, I don't need that. Listen, we all need it. I still use it. <laughs> when I was writing something with Maria, uh, like a few months ago, I was like, does this make any sense? Like, is this any good? And she's like, well, I looked at it and I used the story filters method and you fulfill every single story filter. Like all of your stuff fits into these filters. And I was like, oh gosh, I forgot. Like, I didn't even think about going through and looking at that. And she's like, so it's good because look, it, it fills all these things. There are no details missing. I was like, yes, hallelujah. I'm not Pentecostal, but um, I actually don't know what I am anymore. I, I'm a Bible follow. I, I love Jesus. I'll say that. Uh, I also feel like I've grown in my faith, even though I've had some really huge disappointments this year as far as interacting with other people who uh, say that they're Christian and just some really hateful things coming out of them, which has made me super sad. I do feel like I've grown closer to God on this journey that I'm on and that I'm learning, I'm currently learning a very important lesson in resilience. And do you know what resilience is? Hmm? It's how to keep going when you fail over and over and over again. And I know a lot of you are like, Kristen, you just told us this list of all these cool things you did this year. What do you mean you're learning a lesson in resilience? What do you mean you're learning something from failing over and over and over again? Yeah, I mean, you see my victories, you hear, I mean, you do hear some of my heartaches that I'm going through, but 
my business is not growing as fast as I want it to. And I've acquired all this expert knowledge. I've like created these amazing courses that I can't get anyone to buy. And I know that that has to do with advertising and with uh, copywriting specifically. So I'm working on those things, but I feel like a failure a lot. Like I am still working through this, but I'm learning that failure is teaching me so much more than success ever could. And I look at that as something super valuable and I'm excited about what's going to happen next year as I further refine my voice. Uh, I made a journal today that's called uh, Kristen's Voice, a journal, and I'm going to start writing about what I want to share with you, what I want my position to be. And just to give you like a quick preview, I'm going to come out as someone who no, I mean, no one cares more about storytelling than I do. There are very few people. And I feel like that's my calling. Like I want to help you understand how to tell your story in a, an effective way, in a successful way. And the first thing that we have to address before you can be a world-class storyteller, a master storyteller, a storytelling expert, is that unless you yourself are complete, you cannot write a complete story. And so I'm going to be working on a project that uh, <laughs> Travis is like, are you really going to write another nonfiction book? I thought you weren't doing that anymore. But I just feel like I have to do this. This is the thing that if we were sitting down talking and you had just started writing that I would say, look, if you don't do this one thing, you are not going to succeed as a storyteller and give you all the reasons why and help you on that journey. So I'm working on a project that's going to be that. And uh, I, I can't wait to tell you more about it. But um I'm still doing the crazy five books in five weeks in January. I'm still working on all the planning for that. And I know that that's going to be awesome because I do need to just take a break and write fiction and write something that's going to fill my heart. And so for the rest of this year, as far as this podcast is concerned, we are going to be finishing Story Boot Camp. I am going to... Uh, give you a little sneak peek of what the short story challenge is going to be like when I get it up and running. And then I'm going to let you go with me starting in January through the five stories in five weeks insanity. And by then, hopefully my Relio lights will have come, which I ordered a long time ago, but because of COVID, the production got all messed up and the timelines got totally wrecked. So uh, I will hopefully have my Relio lights, which means I'll be able to do YouTube lives and show you like crazy videos of my writing process and help you understand how to write your story. And I'm just excited. I'm excited for the new year. I hope you are too. And I hope that as this insanity continues, that you will take a few moments and celebrate the victories that you had this year, which was a really rough year for pretty much everybody. Because you got through it. You are awesome. You are that much closer to writing the story of your heart, which it's never too late to do, by the way. And I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So I'm super excited for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for us together. And I can't wait to see how we're going to change the world one story at a time. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. 
And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing. <laughs>